0: Abba Yahweh, you bring me up again for your faithfulness, your grace, and your mercies for this day. Your breath in my lungs, your truth and knowledge and wisdom in my mind and my heart, Father, to share to anyone that would listen. And you provide me that opportunity, Father. You've given me that chance. I am a conduit for your word, Father. Abba Yahweh, aman. Yeshua, aman. Baraklitos, Ammon. So some things are, are. Well, it's all important. Comes out of the Word of God, His His Word, the truth. So there's some things that I've marked in here. Some things that are are very important, um, and I want to share specifically. So it's all important, but today, sharing with you today. And I'm going to be jumping around in some scriptures. So we can find in the book of Lamentations. And we find in the book of Lamentations chapter 3. And I'm going to start actually... I'm going to go to start in verse 19. And uh, if you remember, the book of Lamentations was written because, well, Jerusalem had been assaulted, unattacked, walls torn down, gates burned, and pretty much destroyed, but it wasn't leveled. And Jeremiah was writing... Author of the Book of Lamentations, and again, lamentations four or three nineteen, remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are never, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him and to the soul that seeketh him. Does that sound familiar? Is that familiar in any way, shape, or form to anyone? And if you're trying to scratch your head and you're thinking on that, let me share with you. You hear from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah speaks thus. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, that's not the only place. Paul talks about it in his letters as well. He talks about waiting on the Lord. Sitting in stillness. And that we meditate on his mercies. And his grace to us. We meditate on those. We put those things in our mind. You know. People talk about meditation. Like it's some. uh, It amazes me. To hear some people talk about it. Meditation doesn't require. Robes. Burning of incense. And. Reciting mantras—I mean, Baptists do that, and that's their way. And I can remember having some contact with individuals, and and they do they and they meditate. The Bible tells us to meditate on Him, meditate on His mercies, on His Word, and that we do. Meditating is just a deep quiet thought process on those things and it's best done in a quiet place some place that you can't really do but you can't meditate at work hard to do because you're always running into some hard spots but if you can find some place that sets you apart nice and quiet so you can concentrate it's possible to meditate on the Word of God and on his teachings on his thoughts, his tenets, his ways, what he wants you to do, you can do that. Put yourself into that mindset. And you heard me share there reading from Lamentations that it was talking about the mind. And we have things that we are reminded of Paul reminds us to be like-minded, thinking on the same things, those things that are good, righteous, pure, upright, beautiful, rather than thinking and going all the different directions. I have a very sad thing I'm going to share with you. Of course, I'm not going to share a name and specifics other than generalities. But you know, it really saddens me, it actually breaks my heart because a person who called me friend and used that that term, and I've shared this with you before, is that many people use that term very loosely. Um, This isn't a wah-wah, this is just a truth. I'm 65, I have my two dogs and I am on my own. And what saddens me is that individuals that will claim that they will come and they will check and do sorts of things and come just keep me company and visit and so forth and so on. And not yet has any one of them done so, not one. And this acquaintance that had been getting me shopping and doing stuff and had used that term and all this stuff allowed themselves to be drawn into uh, what other people were saying and it changed her mind and actually became very spiteful. And that hurt because there was nothing going on except I thought a friendship. So I got to be in prayer about it, but here's the thing. We have to be careful of is that those on the outside that want to express their opinions, which are just what they're thinking and their, their perception does not make it factual. It only makes it their perception. And they pour this stuff out because they want you to change your mind and be like-minded with them. Well, sadly, they convinced this person and and then it turned into a, a not so good thing. And I choose not to be a part and around all that. And that's my doing. But allowing that to continue gives the enemy play area. And that play area is to have your mind disturbed, not focus on what it should be on. And then you wanna be agitated and irritated with the individual or individuals. That's not where we belong. We belong, as Paul says, to concentrate on those things that are good, beautiful, Right? And that's what I choose. And that is my choice. But I don't choose to have a millstone tied around my neck to drag me down in the dark depths. I don't want to be there. I don't like to be there. And when I do that on my own, I get agitated. But the thing of it is that God is always ready, willing, and completely able to lift us up and out through his spirit and he forgives. But here's the thing you have to remember is what the devil wants going on in your mind is that, oh, God just not want to talk to you now. Look what you did. And like the, uh, as that song, I shared that song and the lyrics with you before is look what you've done. Speaking through both the sides of her relationship and what she did, she allowed the devil's lies to fill her mind and her heart and she believed what the devil said and then the Lord came in and helped to clear that garden and no more lies no more fallacies no more untruth but the devil loves to get us to compare ourselves to others to fall into that uh, self-degradation um, belittling ourselves and getting us to believe that the Lord does not want to talk to us now because we did something that wasn't so good and that thought process and the reason I keep referring back to the thought process and the mind is because I've shared this with you before. The mind is the weakest link. And the devil knows this. The enemy knows this. He's a brilliant tactician. He will attack the mind and keep attacking the mind because it is indeed the weakest link. The weakest link. This is why it's important. Um, And when they're talking about the armor of God that God made for us, they talk about the helmet of salvation. And that is important because our salvation... In the Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, God that came in truth and in him gave us reconciliation back to him, forgave us, cleansed us, baptized us. And that salvation is our in where our hope lies and the helmet of salvation so that we Protect our minds and think on that and not on the things that the devil has that he wants us to think on. And we have to remember that. It is an important thing. Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in the fact that he died for me and you. And it doesn't matter what your intellectual prowess or what you believe it is. It is a weak point of attack. The devil knows this and he comes at that all the time. Psalm 34, I love Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thank you, Father God. Yes. (sighs) Praise the Lord. Come to his gates with thanksgiving. Thanking the Lord. Praise in the Lord in his courtyards. Thanking brings us to his gate. And then when he takes us into his house that we worship him because he is worthy of all that. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Trust in the Lord. Faith in him and you will be blessed. Psalm 34, 13. This is important. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil, do good. Seek peace and pursue it. This is what I was sharing in that, that I choose to be away from the midst of things that happen because so often people choose mammon. They choose to seek from others of this plane of existence what they should be seeking from God and they choose to go to others and they choose to listen to their opinions and their ideals instead of seeking the truth from the Lord God Almighty and it causes dissension and that is not a place that I want to be I want to be surrounded in his truth I want to be walking in his ways. And then, of course, there are going to be others that are going to say, well, wait, aren't you supposed to be uh, leading them to the Lord? And Well, here's the thing that the word of God says that when you are caught up, that these individuals are like a millstone around your neck. It doesn't say to stop praying for them. It doesn't say to stop praying over them. It doesn't say, it just means that you separate yourself physically from them so that you're not caught up in that agitation. That's all that means. I choose not to be around that. I choose to surround myself with those that are like-minded. That doesn't mean that they agree with everything I say. That just means that they believe in God, They believe in his truth, and for them, it may be delivered differently, and that's okay as long as we are like-minded. And that's what that means. We just need to be in the Lord and not be caught up in the abundance Abundance of opinions and this and that and the other thing. And that's just like I share often with you. You feel like you're being torn apart because everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got something to say and everybody wants to be included in what you decide to do. Uh, The reality is it's none of their business. What you decide to do is what you decide to do. God gave us and made us a free will choosing creature. He could have made us to worship him all the time. He didn't want that. He wanted to be of our free will, of our choice from our heart to do his bidding, to love him, to worship him and praise him. It's much more fulfilling when you have that done freely. Earthly parents are like that. It hurts and cuts deeply when their children do, as some do. And it's so bright and fulfilling and seeing the look and expression of love, joy and happiness in their faith when their children free will come and just offer a big hug. I I was watching a uh, I was watching a program. And it was just so marvelous. It was so wonderful. It was so beautiful. A man had not seen his daughter for 50 years. He was in the service and had left. And his wife had actually, his wife had left. She was pregnant. And he, make sure I relate this correctly. And he didn't know it and he was on orders and he, back then World War II, was, you had to go. You did and you followed the orders that were given. You didn't you didn't question. And so anyway, long story shorter, is that they were separated for 50 years. He looked for her, couldn't find her. She was looking for him, couldn't find him and then with some assistance, there was a reconnection. They found one another and and uh, he brought her to his residence. They met outside and her, her husband was with her and they, they went and they met him. And it was so beautiful. It was as if they had not been apart ever at all. And You have to understand that there are, sometimes there are difficulties that will come up and cause that separation. You say, well, gosh, with all this modern, this and that and the other thing, and there there they go. Expressing that opinion again. Uh, This was something beautiful that took place. And despite, pardon me, despite 50 years of separation, that they were brought together and expressed continual love She that she didn't stop believing and that she loved him and he the same, that he didn't give up, he kept going and kept trying and kept getting people to help. And it happened. So rather than all this stuff that goes on and all these individuals that have their opinion, So I'm going to read from you from Psalm 37, and I think that this speaks to that deeply. If you pay attention to his truth. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the works of iniquity. What does that mean? Well, iniquity is not a good thing. Iniquity is something that is, uh, basically you can look at it this way. They get themselves up the ladder by stepping on other people's fingers and heads and they push people down in order to get up. And that is iniquitous behavior and that there are individuals that are envious of that. Oh, look how far they've come. Man, they just work themselves up to the Up to the pinnacle of this company, they're now a part of... Well, sadly, they didn't work themselves up. They worked over the top of and pushed others down in order to get where they got. That's the truth, and that's reality. And as I've shared before, there is no such thing as a self-made anything. You might disagree, and that's okay. But the truth is truth. And your opinion and opinions of those that are involved with all that iniquitous behavior is not validation for me. It doesn't matter. My validation comes from the Lord God Almighty, my sovereign King, Jesus, and through the Holy Spirit. And that's the only validation that matters to me. So there it is there. So further, 37 verse 2, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. You can envy them all you want to for all the material things and possessions that they have. And oh man, look at that car they're driving. Look at that house they have. Look at all the money they have. Are you establishing your treasure here or at home? Remember what Jesus tells us. Where your treasure is, there also is your heart. I choose to share in the savings of heaven. There's a really great bank up there. God's the president. And it's really good. So in following his word and doing and keeping his tenants and providing for that, we are establishing an account in heaven that does not rust it does not decompose. It cannot be stolen because thieves and liars can't break in and steal it. So, where do you put your treasure? In the hope of Jesus Christ and in the kingdom of heaven, in the bank of heaven that God provides for us from, all those things. And keep in mind, too, that no matter what you do or how much you put, God can always outgive and outdo. Always. Further in verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way. Unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Commit. Decide to do it. Be earnest about it. Do so with your heart. Seek His Word, His truth first. All those things will be added unto you. And He shall bring forth Thy righteousness as a light, and Thy judgment. As the noonday, rest in the Lord, and he will and wait patiently for him, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass again, looking at those that have done these things in iniquitous behavior and they seem like they're doing all that's have done. Don't be envious of him because of him who prospereth in his way, doing it on his own, lying, cheating, stealing, working his way or her way up by stepping on others. Cease from anger and forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. And this is why I choose to be separated from those individuals, because they lie, they cheat, they cause agitation and strife, and those things will draw out the thing. And the enemy works in that realm and loves to work on that and get you agitated, loves to do that. Further in verse eight, cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. And remember that this is in the book of Psalms. Psalm 37. Does any of that sound familiar? Like the Sermon on the Mount, perhaps? And when it talks, and further in verse 11? But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. These words this word, this truth. And this is why the rule of faith, ragula fidele, I share that often. I'll share it as often times as I need to. Psalm 37, 39. But the salvation of the righteous is in the Lord. He is their strength. And in the time of trouble, And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Regula fidele, rule of faith, from the front cover to the back cover, from the back cover to the front cover, all in the word. It's all gospel of God Almighty. The word gospel means good news. You have those in this plane of existence, and even members of the theological wizard society, and remember, yeah, that is sarcasm, a righteous sarcasm um because they believe themselves they are practicing Phariseism, they vaunt themselves much higher than others because they have a degree, and they know so much more than others do. well, that's not true, this is why I love. I love my pastor, my shepherd, the angel of of the church that I attend, my Lord's church, because he speaks from the word. He does the very best he can. And this is something I'm gonna jump aside here for a minute is that we have to, uh, we must keep all our pastors in prayer, even those that are uh, at that church that I went to and they were powerfully, Wicked places still pray because they can still repent and individuals like that can do so. So that's why we stay in prayer and our pastors need our prayers. We have to keep them lifted up in prayers, an intercessory prayer, supplications to God. I feel sometimes and, and this Sunday I was feeling it. And I know that my pastor will confirm, but I'm, I'm not looking for that. That's not why I look at that, but I can feel God's given this to me for whatever purpose, his purpose. And sometimes, honestly, it hurts because my heart is saddened and I could feel this from my pastor this Sunday. There were some things that were troubling to him. Don't know what it is, I didn't ask, it's none of my business. What is my business is that I put my arms around him. I pull him in and I give him the tightest hug that I can possibly give without breaking his bones. Because even at my age, I can still do that. But I don't want to do that. Um, And just give him a very nice, tight hug, pray for him. And our pastors need that from us. It's not an easy thing to do. They are trying to be the shepherd, they are hireling shepherds. And though many do the very best that they possibly can do in doing that, they sometimes fall short because there are so many around and it's it's, as Abraham Lincoln shared, it's that you can't please all the people all the time. And the pastors can't do that. And that's what everybody, Desiresome. And those men and women are pulled in multiple directions all at the same time. My goodness gracious, people cannot let them be. And they go through, they perform weddings and christenings and baptisms, and then they have to preside over funerals of some people that they've known for many years. It is a hard walk, so we must keep them in prayer at all times. And this is something. And I'm going to read 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way, good man and good woman, delight the Lord. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Now remember, don't look for offense in in the The reading. This is a King James version of the Bible. Some Bibles put the little slash line in there. He, she, and just take it for what it is. This is an old translation, and in culture of the time, he because the man was the head of the house, and just like in the feeding of the five thousand and all that. If you do the real math, most most houses in the day they were married couples and most of them had four children, at least four children, some only two. Rarely did they have only one, but that happened. So when you do the math, the feeding of the 5,000 is not an accurate number. The feeding of the 5,000 men, and then you had wives. So now you have to double that number. And if they had two children, then you have to take it and multiply it two times again. So. The feeding that Jesus did with the loaves and the fishes was more like filling the stadium at Texas Christian University. I don't know what that seating number is, but it's it's up there. It's huge. And Jesus was in the midst of all these people turning from all directions and trying to speak to them all. There were a lot of people and it was more than five thousand. The scripture speaks to 5,000 because, again, the head of the house was was man. So don't get all caught up in this thing where they address as men here. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. The Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Verse 24, 25. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken. And his seed begging bread. What he's saying is that God's taking care. God is overseeing. God is true to his promises. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints, for they are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord shall not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. That's important section right there, because that's what these outside groups, that's what they try to do in this plane of existence all the time. When you get out there, they want... I know they want to share their opinion. They're very eager to share their opinion. Well, I think you ought to do this and you should have done that and you should. And how do you know? Are you walking in my steps or their steps so you know what the circumstance is, and you know the ability that they have or they don't have and you know that how? You've been enlightened to that when? So you have many that will do that, and when they express these opinions and get, and sadly, like I said, my heart is actually broken for this thing, is that your decisions are made based on what they've convinced you of, That that's heartbreaking. Proverbs chapter three, And I'm going to begin at verse 1 because it's all relative and it's all important. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Keep God's tenets, the Lord's tenets and his words and his commandments, and you, you seek that. These will be lengthened and you can keep peace in your heart by doing that thing. Doesn't matter what goes on around you. Doesn't matter the turmoil and all the things that are going on and this thing that's going on personally with me. And I'm not fretting. I'm really not. I'm just sharing. And then it's done. It's gone. And I will keep the individual in my prayers as I promised to do. Am I going out by coming in? That doesn't stop that church that i went to and the false doctrines and teaching and it's all about money the filthy lucre that they take and steal from their congregation that doesn't matter i still pray because they can repent and they can come leading and the tugging of the holy spirit on their heart and they can say father forgive me for that i'm i'm sorry this is not what i'm supposed to be doing And that's a good thing. And that is what we're supposed to do. It doesn't matter about all these other things. It doesn't, don't get caught up in that turmoil. Don't get caught up in that tornado of events. This is like the, uh, this is kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to this analogy again. And some may or may not understand this analogy. The tornado in the Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy got picked up in the tornado and taken to the Land of Oz over the tornado. And she saw some things going on within the tornado. But this is how many people respond to things that are going on around all the time. They feel like they're in a tornadic event and they get all excited, they get all worked up and they get caught up in those things that are swirling around them. Don't do that thing. Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace. shall they add to thee. Focus on the Lord. Look at his Look at His word. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. God makes promises, and he's good to his word. You have to be good to yours. I signed that blank contract, so I have to keep up and make sure. The devil wants me to forget. He does not want me doing that. He loves it when I trip, and he loves to get me to degrade and berate myself. He loves that because then we tend to forget what God has been teaching us. And and then we don't do what God asks us to do. We've lost track. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them down upon the table of thy heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Why does Solomon talk that way? Because when they see the goodness that you have toward God and others and following his commandments, it becomes very apparent to man. Those that are why and, and hear me when I say this, you are being watched. So when you put that label and that word on that piece of tape, Christian, and your claim to be a Christian, self-proclaimed, and then you act, you're being watched. You are being watched. And you give them opportunity to slay with their words. So if you don't adhere to what God tells us and teaches, you will be seen and they will see and share that. So we must walk in that. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and men. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones, honour the Lord with thy substance and with the first-fruits of all thine increase, so shall thy barns they so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son, in whom he delighteth. So now we look to earthly parents and household. So don't be agitated with the Lord. And and there's so many that, that get into that. They get all worked up because God is allowing this or God is allowing that. Well, perhaps he's trying to strengthen, trying to fortify your faith and get you to seek his way and his truth instead of your own. So if you look to him. ah, Here's a beautiful, the the Holy Spirit just (laughs) took me right to this. I couldn't remember what this mark was here, but now he shows me this. Colossians, Paul's letter to that church, and chapter 2 and verse 8. Actually, I'm going to go to 7. (laughs) 6. Sorry, verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, anointed of God, Savior, the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, be as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So be wary of... The word from Mammon, and this is why the word very importantly says that so many of us get caught up in seeking from Mammon what we should be seeking from the Lord. We look to the Lord. He will provide answers and guidance and truth through the spirit, the Holy Spirit, just like we're told in in, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Solomon writes that we need to do that. And what Paul is talking about here, here we go with the rule of faith again. Now we're way back here in the New Testament, in the book of Colossians in Paul's letter. And he's basically saying the same thing that Solomon wrote when he was writing the book of Proverbs. So this is important that we do that, brothers and sisters, that we need to not follow the vain philosophies of man, because they're going to try to draw you away and they're going to fill your mind with their opinions to convince you that their, their way is the way. So they'll try to get you and philosophize why, why their way is the right way. But it's not with Christ. It's not with the anointed of God. Further in verse 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Remember, he is Lord above all. I even wrote a song about that in whom ye are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. The crucifixion, the purification from his sacrifice. And yes, there is a physical circumcision, but hear what Paul is saying here. The circumcision without hands. So nobody had to put their hands on you, although it was a fundamental thing that was done back in the day. And there were some that were not, because there were those that didn't believe in it. But what Paul's talking about is that you are circumcised in your heart and your mind to do away with that and cut away that that uh that causes dirt and filth on on your body and that you separate from that through Christ who was sacrificed for you and cleansed through the washing in his blood. Baptized in water, bathed in his blood. That's what Paul's talking about. Brothers and sisters, this is truly the day that God has made. Rejoice in his day Thankful for his grace and his mercy that he is faithful. Praise in his faithfulness. Morning by morning. You are in my prayers. Am I going out? Am I coming in?